0: everybody, welcome to Zone Defense. We talk all things NBA and NFL. Be sure to follow us on Spotify at Zone Defense Podcast, on Twitter at Zone Defense Pod. Hit that subscribe button down below because it really helps out our channel a lot. Also, drop a comment and let us know who you've got making your all NBA teams. Today we will be doing another edition of the Zone Defense Basketball Hour. How's it going, Chris?
1: It's going well, Drew. Glad we're uh, glad we're gonna get into this here. Uh, and it's been a couple weeks since we've done an NBA episode, but you know, uh, with the playoff push really, you know, really dying down here or really coming to the home stretch, it's gonna be really interesting to see. There's still a lot to be determined, so uh, I- I'm really excited to watch these next couple of days of NBA basketball. And then also, I'm really, really excited for the playoffs this year, man. I think it's gonna be one heck of a playoffs. You know, I think it's just gonna be really intense.
0: Yeah, yeah with the the playing added into it, um it should be um that should add another layer to the whole playoff. It's either intense already, so that should make it things even more intense. I know this is I mean typically at this point of the season it's pretty boring and there's not a lot to talk about, but these last few weeks have been super entertaining. Definitely the most entertaining um last half of the season um that I can remember in terms of NBA um in recent memory at least. So um, I think the plan, I know LeBron and Luca and other people are crying about how the plan sucks and it's stupid, but I think overall it's, it's a good, really good win for the league and hopefully the playoffs will, will be good too because there's so much parity this year. There's not a clear, clear favorite. So it should be, should be really awesome. But I know we each have two topics to bring to the table and then we're also going to reveal our all NBA teams at the end of the episode. Um, so why don't you get into your first topic here to start us off?
1: Yes, I'll start with my first topic and I think it's one of the more important topics, uh, or just, you know, I think it's one of the bigger stories lines of this entire season. And that's the fact that the Knicks are finally making their first playoff since 2013. Uh, you know, uh, just a heck of a season from this team, uh, really, really good defensively. I mean, Tom Thibodeau, in my opinion, totally deserves to win coach of the year. I think he is the clear guy to win in my opinion. Um, So, and I think he's obviously made the world of a difference. I don't think this roster is anything special personally. I know obviously Julius Randall has taken, and we may talk about him later a little bit, uh, has taken massive, massive step forward in his game. But I think a lot of that has to do with Tom Thibodeau's really good defensive intensity. His focus on defense, his focus on winning. And he's, he's obviously made the world of a difference for this team. So, I mean, like I said, you know, you got R.J. Barrett taking a step forward. Uh, Emmanuel quickly coming in, being really solid. They, uh, d- the acquisition of Derrick Rose has been a huge, huge help, boost to their bench. Uh, and then, obviously, Julius Randle, and then the rest of their starting lineup being good defensively as well is really, really – it's just made a, it's made a total 180 for this team since last season, one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, we're able to get OB top in pretty early in the draft, who He hasn't really – Done a ton this season, but they've still been able to find ways to, yeah. to really overperform what their expectations were. I know me and you, when we did the preview, we were basically like, Oh, the Knicks suck. Uh, let's not talk about, about them for too long because it doesn't matter. There's a lot more interesting teams in them. We were definitely one two of many that were extremely wrong about this team. And, and and you know, a team that's won almost forty games has a chance to get to forty by the end of the season. I really I'm just blown away by how the how well his team has performed this season. But, you know, hey, just kudos to everybody for making these massive improvements. I think Randall may end up winning most improved player as well, which would be a well deserved award for him. And then obviously like I said, Tibbs with his uh coach of the year as well. So, you know, just a, a great season for the Knicks. Uh let's see what they do in the playoffs, man. I, I'm very curious, but if you had anything to add to that, let's hear it, man.
0: No, I mean you touched on a lot of really good points there. I mean the Knicks. I remember, like you said, we we trashed on them and uh, and the Cavs the most, I would say. And then after a couple weeks into the season, the Cavs and the Knicks were like the two best teams in the East. It was like, oh man, we're idiots, we're idiots. But I think I remember I said in one of the early episodes something like, just wait and see. You know, they're gonna both of them are gonna tail off. They're both gonna collapse. They're both gonna fall off. And that's exactly what happened with the Cavs. They're almost as bad as the Pistons now. Uh, with the Knicks, I mean, they we just kind of kept waiting for them to fall off. They had like some stretches there where it looked like, okay, here finally it's finally happening, um, but no, they've been they've been able to hold hold the fort. Um, it sucks because they lost um, a really good game against the Lakers the other night, um, and they I mean they're they're six and four in their last ten, but that one loss because of how crunched down the East is dropped them from the four seed to the 6th seed, um, and I think. I think the Hawks are a great team, but I think if the Knicks want to make win a playoff series and get out of the first round, I think they got to play the Hawks. I don't love their chances against the Bucs. and I honestly I don't love their chances against the Heat. I think the Heat would be a great series the championship pedigree they showed last year and Jimmy Butler. I just don't love that in terms of their playoff chances. So, um, like you said, they have a couple. Now they're 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 tied with the Heat um, for the, but they lose the tiebreaker, so they're six. Um, so, and they're only a half a game back of the Hawks, uh, for the four spot. So, um, but even though there's only two games left, there's still a lot that could happen here and, and shake things up. So hopefully the Knicks It's been a really great story. I agree with you. I think Thibodeau is going to win the coach of the year. He should win the coach Williams with Phoenix has a really good case as well. If I, either of those guys get it, they're both very well-deserved. Um, and the scary thing too, is that this is a, obviously a really big market. Um, and it, a lot of, I think the, I saw something the other day about how the, the players and the agents and the, everyone around the league has a better opinion of the Knicks now, um, like it was back in the '80s and the '90s. So hopefully, man, they can get some big stars here soon to kind of compliment their already really strong young core uh, with Randall, with Quickly, and even Obi Toppin, who, like you said, has been and R. J. Barrett, obviously, but Obi Toppin's been pretty disappointing this year to say the least. Um, so hopefully, maybe he can take another step next year, and that's another good player. I mean, um, this is this could be the beginning of of. Years of success for the Knicks. Um, who knows? But obviously, it, it's great for Knicks fans. The Knicks, I mean, they're on national TV all the time. So It's nice that they're, now that they're actually a good team. So they're nice to watch rather than the crap with the christophs Porzingis teams and whatever the heck was out there last year. Um, so, yeah, it's a really, really great story. I think probably the great best story of the year. Um, and, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's going to be really nice to see. Uh, hopefully, they win a playoff game, and it's really nice to see playoff basketball back in uh, Madison Square Garden.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you made some very good points there. And uh, you know, it's just like I said, like we both said, you know, crazy story. And I, I really agree with your Cavs point. We both kind of put them in that tier where it's like, oh yeah, they're not gonna do this for very long. This is just a fun fun story for the first, you know, fifteen, twenty games. And obviously they're the Cavs, one of the worst teams in the league. This was clearly a mirage. They got off to a hot start for a few games. But the Knicks clearly was not. And, you know, that's the difference between, you know, a good coach and a and a not so good coach. And I think they got one of the best in the league in Tibbs. He's he's been awesome for their defensive purposes, like we keep saying. Uh he plays the starters a ton of minutes too, which is, you know, it's always something that he does. It may end up affecting them in the playoffs potentially with some fatigue. But, you know, they got a deep roster. So, you know, Derek Rose off the bench, like I like I said earlier, has been awesome for them and will continue to be awesome in terms of giving them yeah. a big scoring punch. So, and that trade was honestly maybe the best move of the entire season for any team in my opinion. I think that that trade was a huge act and they've been they were you know hovering around 500 kind of going into the trade deadline. They made this deal with Detroit. Didn't really have to give up much to get him and yeah. he's been awesome since they got him. So, I I really think that was a that was really a, a, a move that went under the radar right away. But has made yeah. a huge impact in terms of them winning games. So he's he's the guy that goes out there and closes games for them. So just a huge move for them, and he's going to come up big in the playoffs, I think, in a game or two. And and but I do agree. If they run into the Heat, I don't love their chances. If they play the Hawks. I think they win that series. So very yeah. curious to see who who they end up getting matched up against. But I think the Hawks would be the ideal matchup.
0: Yeah, I think if they play the Bucks, which is that's what they're play say slated to play right now. I think it's we're talking five, six games at most um, probably could be a sweep potential. I don't think it's gonna be a sweep. I think the Knicks are too good. Um, the defense is too good to, to get swept by the box, but it, it, they're not going to win that series. The heat. I mean, I think that could be a really, really competitive series, but I am with you. I think the heat would win the Hawks though. Again, I think that'd be a really competitive series and I would give the edge to the Knicks. So um, let's have to kind of see these last couple games, how the uh, standings shake out. Uh, but regardless, I think it's going to be a really entertaining playoff series throughout um, and it starts with the play-in, um, which and I can kind of transition into my point here. So the Knicks, as you said, they're locked in um, into the spots. But now the play-in is, for the Eastern Conference, that's where things get a little more interesting still. So the Celtics, they lost um, last night to the Cavs. Um, just an awful loss to the <laughs> to a brutal team, as we just got done saying, in Cleveland. Um, they're only a game and a half up on the Hornets and the Pacers, who are both currently tied for the eighth spot. Uh, so Celtics most likely going to keep that seventh spot but you never know Hornets and Pacers that eight spots very much up for grabs I mean if you get that eighth spot you only got to win one game if you're stuck in the ninth spot then you got to win two games So that'll be interesting to see the Pacers also we we didn't touch on it but last week it was came out that their coach Nate Bjorken is kind of a jerk Um, so he's probably gonna get fired at the end of the year so you got him playing for his job you got a lot of Drama storylines. TJ Warren asked to be traded, and then elected to get season-ending surgery rather than play for this guy because he hated him um, back when he was in Phoenix. Uh, and then you got the Wizards too, who um, have unfortunately lost back-to-back games um, to the uh, to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, but they are most likely going to get that final playing spot in the ten. They're a game and a half back at getting the eight or nine seed, so who knows there? But um, it sucks for the Wizards because they were like a super hot team. Westbrook broke the triple-double record. Congrats to that. Congrats to him. Um, but they've also lost some games here, so they're most likely going to have to be in that 9-10 matchup. So um, Hornets Pacers, two teams that we probably didn't imagine us talking about this much at this late in the season, but um, that's where um, a lot of the attention is going to be here for the East play-in. So um, do you have anything you want to touch on with with that play-in matchup as we enter the final weekend of the season?
1: Yeah, I mean – First off, I'd like to talk about how the Boston Celtics have just been super underwhelming this season. Uh, They're on a four game losing streak in one of the most pivotal stretches of the season. So, just not good work for them in this. They really have been very unimpressive this season. Uh, It's been a lot to do with injuries. I know right now they literally have Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart, uh, Time Lord, uh, Kemba. All of them are out of the lineup right now. It's literally just Tatum and a bunch of. Bona fide scrubs, pretty much playing for them right now. So, uh, but even in that case, I mean, you shouldn't be losing to the Cavs this late in the season. I think that would need to be a must win game. They couldn't get it done. Now they're going to have to fight through the play in, and and I don't know if they're going to get out of it, man. I think the, I mean, you got the Wizards. I think they're going to make a, they're going to make some noise for sure. They got, they're going to probably, in my opinion, playing the Pacers in that matchup. For the the nine ten, I think they'll win that game. I think the Celtics should beat the Hornets, but it depends on who's honestly in the lineup because I think Jalen Brown's up for the season now, so yeah, he won't be in. So the Hornets definitely got an opportunity to win that game, and then I think I would probably take the Wizards over them if if the Celtics do move, either the the Hornets or the the uh, Celtics. I think the, I think the Wizards are going to be the team that ends up with the seven seed. That is my opinion, or the eight seed. I think they'll uh, They'll be able to make it into that final spot. I think, you know, uh, they're a team with a, I have a lot of respect for, and I, I really like I mean, they started off so horribly. I know we were trashing them for a couple months, how bad they were, and then it was basically just Russell Westbrook decided, he F it, he, I'm going to take over this team, and that's what he's done the last couple months. He's been absolutely incredible. I know they've dropped some games recently, but this is still a team I do not want to see in the playoffs or the play-in. And to me, they're the most exciting team out of those those bottom four seeds. Yeah, or the the guys that are seven through ten fighting for the playoffs. But I think they're the most interesting team, and they actually have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs if they get there. I know they'll be playing the Sixers. That's gonna be a tough matchup, but. I think they win a game or two in that, that series. I don't think it's just some pushover series where the where the Sixers blow them out in four straight games. I think the Wizards have enough firepower to, to win a game or two in that series with Beal and Westbrook, and I think those two are playing at a very high level right now. So very excited to watch, see what the Wizards can do, see see if the Celtics maybe can turn it around or the Hornets and Pacers can figure something out. But I, I am very interested to see what this this final battle goes down to.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be interesting to see because the Wizards, like you said, they got the firepower, but Bradley Beal uh, has been banged up here recently; hasn't played. Hopefully, he'll be ready for the plane But um, you don't love to see that. The Pacers—they got. I, I know you said they're probably gonna lose to the Wizards, and I do. I think I agree with you on that. But they got this whole like, hey, it's not it's not the players; it's the coach. He's the problem. So now they're playing harder. They've they've played a little bit better recently. Uh, the Hornets—they've. Um, kind of fallen off uh, when LaMelo came back. I thought that'd be the spark they needed, but they're still missing Gordon Hayward. Um, so they're an interesting team. And then the Celtics do I know they're not with Jalen Brown, but maybe they get some of these guys back and Jason Tatum just drags them into the seven or eight spot. Who knows? I mean, you got teams here. I, I'm, a, I, I'm with you. The Wizards are the team that I'll be rooting for because I think they are the most entertaining. I think they're the team that could give a team like the Sixers um, the most trouble in a first round matchup. Um, I think the Celtics, for whatever reason, it seems like every other year, like they're good and they're bad and they're good and then they're bad. And now they're bad again, because they made the Eastern Conference finals last year um, and the Hornets and Pacers, I just don't believe in them. Like I do the wizards. Um, so I, I, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I, it's the first year we're going to have this matchup. Um, I, I know it, it's disappointing that teams like the bulls and the Raptors aren't making it because no offense to our Charlotte or Indiana listeners, but I think Chicago and Toronto has a little more juice then the Charlotte or Indiana teams. That's just my opinion, um, but they both really disappointed, especially Chicago too. They made those big trades. We were all like, "Oh yeah, all all in the Bulls, baby!" And they just sucked. So yeah, um, and the Raptors full on tanked. Bench like they kept resting their players all the time, and um, so Charlotte, Indiana, credit that they made it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know, man. I'm just really excited to see these games uh, first year with this format. Like I said, I know some people don't love it um but i think it's been really good for the league overall and it should be it adds definitely it's a lot more excitement here to the end of the season like i said
1: before. yeah i i definitely agree with that i think it was a great format switch i know not everybody loves it some of the players dislike it but you know i think it it really opens up a lot of opportunities for this league to get a little bit more competitive down the stretch there and and we'll have to see how it goes maybe one of these teams can win a first round playoff matchup and and really make it even more incentive to to get one of those seven, eight spots. You never know what's going to happen, but I'll jump into my other point. And this is, you know, uh, obviously this team is a team that I love to talk about and that is the Portland trailblazers. But I think in terms of a non-biased approach, I think this is one of the most interesting teams as of right now, they were fading fast, uh, lost, I believe, what was it? Nine of 11 at one point a couple weeks ago, they look like a team that may be on the, uh, may end up even outside of the top eight seeds potentially with how bad they were playing. They lost back-to-back games to the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies were only like a game back from the seven spot. And it it looked like an absolute disaster. And then something happened. They went on this road trip and they just started bombing teams. They've been doing it for like a couple weeks now. They just started absolutely destroying everybody pretty much that they've played. They've beaten the Lakers. Uh, They just took down the jazz. I know that obviously they're missing Donovan Mitchell. That's a, and also, uh, Mike Conley, but still a very good team. So, and it was a team that was that was playing very hard in that game as well. So they were able to beat them. Um, they've really just flipped a switch over these last you know ten or so games that they, I think looks like they pretty much won nine of ten, and and they've really really turned it around. So uh, going to the playoffs right now, they hold the five seed, and they would end up playing the the Nuggets. It looks like if they end up with the five seed, they got to take down Phoenix tonight, and then. Denver on Sunday, which are going to be two huge games for them, obviously two really tough teams. This is going to be a good test to see if they can actually hang with these these big dog teams in the playoffs. They can take down those two teams in their newfound hot streak they've gone into. But I always, it always seems like this team gets hot at the right time going into the playoffs. You know, last year uh, in the bubble, they were probably the best team of the you know eight game stretch, and then they they made it. You know, they didn't make it an easy series for the Lakers to win. They had some – obviously Dame got injured in the series, but they they fought hard in that series, and and they were able able to take a game out of it. So a team that seems to find a way to get – to figure it out going right before into the playoff stretch, and I think that has a a lot to do with the guard leadership of Dame and CJ. I think both guys are playing at a really high level right now. You're getting some production from Yusuf Nurkic as well in terms of his defense really stepping up. He's starting to really get a lot more blocks. He's playing a few more minutes a game, too. I think that's making a big difference. Uh, Norman Powell seems to be fitting in a little better as well. They've really cut down this rotation to eight guys as well, but they only got mellow simons and Cantor coming off the bench everybody else is basically just taking a back seat playing very little minutes and i think that's really made a big difference in them going on this massive winning streak they've gone on and and i know not every single team they've played on this this winning streak has been some crazy good team they beat the nets boston at, they did lose to atlanta that was a one loss uh they beat the lakers uh, the Spurs who are fighting for a playoff spot and then the jazz as well. So, so very, and also the Grizzlies as well. They, they destroyed the Grizzlies early in this, in this winning streak as well. So, you know, a good, a very good stretch of basketball played by the Blazers. Their defense has been a lot better as well. They've held a couple teams in that to, you know, low a hundreds, even a team under a hundred, which is pretty impressive in today's NBA and very impressive for a team that gives up what feels like 200 points every single night. So, um, you know, there's been some rumors about Terry Stotts getting fired. Uh, I don't think those have died down at all. We'll have to see what, what this team does in the playoffs. I think they would have to win a round or two for him to keep his job. But, you know, this is a very good stretch of basketball they're playing right now, and they, they've got two massive tests coming up against the Suns and the Nuggets. If they want that five seed and they want to play the Nuggets, which definitely gives them a chance to move out of the first round if they play the Nuggets, I think they'd match up pretty well with them, especially without... Jamal Murray playing as well. I think they they've definitely got a shot to win that series. But if they run into the Clippers, if they fall back down to the yeah. six and run into the Clippers, I think they have absolutely no chance winning <laughs> that series. So, so they really need to stay on that five four five line. But we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. But Drew, what do you think about this recent run that the Blazers have had? Am I just a homer for thinking that they they maybe are fi- figuring it out, flipping a switch, or do you think this is for real?
0: Um, no, I don't think you're being a homer at all. I mean, uh, speaking as someone that who completely wrote them off a few weeks ago and thought they were done, I thought they were playing fodder. Um, I was expecting them to probably lose the Golden State in their first play-in game and then probably be the eighth seed and have to play the Jazz. Um, but they've really turned it around. They flipped the switch. I think they had a players-only meeting Um, and like Carmelo and Dame, and I think CJ talked and we're like, Hey guys, you know, what's going on here? Let's, let's, let's get this thing under control. And ever, I mean, sometimes those work, sometimes they just create more issues. And for them, it worked. I mean, ever since like you you rattled off there, they have won nine of their last 10. Um, and they, that was really right after that meeting. So, um, I, I, think, and I think if they keep us the five seed, I mean, I think they could go on a similar run to the Western conference finals. Like we saw two years ago, because, uh, Denver, Obviously, they've looked really good still with Michael Porter Jr. has been playing out of his mind, even though they don't have Jamal Murray. However, I still think with as good as Portland's playing, I think that's a very winnable series. And then if they win that, then um, they're most likely going to have to play the winner of the 1-8 matchup, which, in my opinion, will most likely be the Jazz um, versus the Warriors, which, again, Jazz, without Donovan Mitchell, uh, they kind of always falter in the playoffs. I know they've been really good this year, but you never know with them. Um, And then the Warriors, too. If they knock off the Jazz and play the Blazers, I think the Blazers kept up beating them. So the roadmap is there, as I like to always say, uh, for the Blazers to make it the Western Conference Finals um, and then have to play probably a Clippers or a Lakers or even a Suns. Um, But by that point, who knows? Maybe LeBron will be injured. Maybe AD's injured again. Maybe Kawhi's hurt. Maybe PG's hurt. Uh, And the Suns, I mean, they're beatable. So you never know. I mean, who knows? I mean, they're, they're peaking at the right time. I don't want to get your your hopes up and your excitement too much up that they're going to go on a finals run here, but um, it's definitely trending in the right direction, um, and I think it's very, very important if they, for them to keep the five seed. because I think a team right behind them that's currently in six in the Mavericks, I think they're in a very similar spot as the Blazers. If they have to play, if the Mavericks are able to get the five seed, I think they could go on a Western Conference finals run, maybe even sneak into the finals. Very, very important for the Blazers to keep that five spot because it could be the difference between going on a long playoff run, potentially saving Terry Stotts' job, um, to losing in the first round once again. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a I I don't want to I was gonna say it's a great time to be a Blazers fan like you, but it's probably an anxious time to be a Blazers fan. But it's definitely an entertaining time to be a Blazers fan, yes, I guess, to say the least. So, um, yeah, it's de- they're definitely one of the. Um, hottest teams in the league right now, one of the teams that's uh most fun to watch at the moment too, just because there's so much writing. Um, like I said, with the stats stuff. There's rumors maybe CJ is gonna get traded um if they don't if they don't turn things around here. Um so yeah, it could them keeping that five seed um could really be the difference between them bl- completely blowing it up in the off season or going on a deep playoff run. Yep. So really
1: interested to watch them. Me as well. You know, obviously as a huge Portland fan, it is yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, it's a win-win situation, though. If they end up getting bounced in the first round, uh, stots will probably get fired, which I'm okay with. And then CJ, I would be okay with him getting traded because I've really, really – I know they've gone on a big winning streak, but it feels like the dude just doesn't know how to pass. I know his average is like four assists a game. It just doesn't feel like – it feels like he's in shoot-first mode from, from the moment he touches the ball and I just I don't know I mean it's sometimes it feels like he doesn't fit with the offense as well as he should so I mean if he if he ends up getting traded it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world but this is also a team that I think is still potentially built to make a deep playoff run if they can get hot in the playoffs they're going to be a tough out having if Dame is on they're going to be one of the hardest teams to beat in the league and he's playing at an extremely high level again right now the last couple weeks he's been an absolute thirty point machine. So hopefully he keeps that up going into the playoffs. You got a really big test against the Suns tonight, who they have not played good against at all in their two matchups against games on TNT. I will be tuning in with very eager eyes in this game. This is a huge test for them. So I'm excited for it. But Drew, let's hear your last uh your last topic and then we can get into our all NBA teams.
0: Well, what I was gonna say though is we're tiring the Blazers up, and by the time this episode goes out, which will be after the game tonight, they're probably gonna get pounded by Phoenix, and they'll end up in the plane or something crazy. So, uh, yeah, we, we, yeah, after all, all that, uh, us hyping them up so much. But uh, my final point, so I briefly wanted to mention real quick, I just I am so done with Luka Doncic is whining and is crying and his technical <laughs> fouls. I'm just done with it. So it's, I'm not. I'm not. This isn't my final point, but I just wanted to get that off my chest real quick. It really, like, he's a good player, but for me, at least, it takes away from his enjoyment, his the enjoyment I get from watching him play the game, because um, he's a really good player, obviously. Him crying and whining about every freaking foul call, throwing baby tantrums every time. It's just really just, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I hope he gets suspended, so maybe that'll teach him a lesson. He'll be better for the years to come, but I'm done with it. Anyway, that's not my final point. My final point is a team that we have talked about in a positive. I think we talked about them in a very negative light then a very positive light then a very negative light. And now I'm talking about them in a positive light once again, because this team, man, you count them out every single time. And as soon as you're like, this team's done, they're one of the worst teams in the league. They're not going to do anything. Um, they surprise you. They went, they went seven of their last 10. They went two in a row right now. And that's the Sacramento freaking Kings, man. I mean, what is this team's <laughs> deal? Like, uh, the the Pelicans knock off knock out the Spurs and sneak into the play in. You never know? Who knows? Um, they're eliminated. They have played awful. They've played way well below their all season long, and they they're officially eliminated now. But the Kings, I mean, they have just keep pounding, and they're two games back right now um, behind the Spurs. Both them and the Spurs have um, three games left. The Spurs have to play the Knicks um and then they play the Suns twice while the Kings have to play the Grizzlies twice and then the Jazz. So, I would say pretty equally difficult schedules, um if not the Kings might have it slightly easier cuz they have played the Grizzlies twice, um and the the Spurs to play the Suns twice. Um so it, but it, it's it's in play and that's something that I did not think was going to happen. Uh, DeLon Wright, I mean, if you haven't been watching Kings, I, I don't blame you, but DeLon Wright has been just playing out of his freaking mind. Like, what is happening? When they made that trade, I was just like, why are they doing this? This doesn't make any sense. But DeLon Wright is just really well. Um, Terrence Davis had a really nice game the other night. I mean, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, they're playing well. Luke Walton, similar position as Terry Stotts. He's probably going to get fired at the end of the year because I don't think they're going to sneak into the play-in. Um, but there's still like, it's still, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Um, it's just super surprising and who knows, maybe they sneak into the 10 seed. They play Grizz, they play the Grizzlies in the first round uh, of the play in. Maybe they win a game. Who knows? I mean, that's just nuts. The fact that we're even talking about the Kings at this point in the season, um, having a chance to be in the play in is something I did not think was going to happen. Um, I don't think, like I said, I don't think they're probably going to get to the play in, but I feel like they just deserved some, deserve some kind of, uh, Deserve to be talked about because of how well they played. I feel like recently, at least I feel like it's kind of gone under the radar because several teams in their position definitely would have, and maybe for good reason should, should just tank the season, get a better draft pick. Um But the Kings haven't done that. They've continued to play hard and who knows, maybe they'll be rewarded um, with a play in spot. But um, if you don't have anything to talk about with the Kings, that's fine. But I just wanted to bring them up because they're one, of, I love De'Aaron Fox. I know he's been kind of banged up recently, but, um, they're one of my teams that I like to follow, and I just wanted to give them right. a shout out because they have been playing been playing better recently.
1: Look, and they got like a bunch of guys that have been out for for extended periods of time. You haven't had Fox. You haven't had Healed for the whole time. You haven't even had Halliburton for all these games as well. So they've been missing yeah. even Barnes as well. So they've been missing guys pretty much this entire stretch, but they just continue to find ways to win games. And and it also has a little bit to do with the fact that the the San Antonio Spurs are one of, if not the coldest team in the league right yeah. now. They have been on a They beat the Bucs,
0: though. They destroyed the Bucs. They did beat the Bucs, which is crazy.
1: But (laughs) in this stretch, they just have not been able to beat anybody. They lost back-to-back games against Utah. Uh, They lost to Portland, Brooklyn, Philly. They have a brutal schedule. They've had a brutal schedule, and it doesn't go anywhere. That isn't going to change for these last three games they got. They got New York on the schedule tonight, and then they get back-to-back games against Phoenix, which that will probably – I mean, maybe Phoenix will have locked up a playoff spot, so maybe they will not – play all their guys, but that's still no matter what, yeah. not an easy matchup for them. So um I mean, there's definitely a shot that the that the 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 Kings end up sneaking in, but they also play against their schedule isn't that much easier. They got the Grizzlies in back-to-back games, who are going to be playing extremely hard. That they need to win games. And they've been playing. And they've, they've been
0: they... playing really well recently too. Aside from that right. little blip against the Pistons, where they lost for some reason, um, right? They've been playing
1: good too. And then they they also run into the Jazz, who could be benching guys, but still not an easy team to beat. So both teams have tough schedules down the stretch. But if the Kings can win all three and the Spurs drop all three, then the Kings will end up sneaking into the plan. Uh, very interesting stuff there. Uh extremely surprising and I didn't think it was anywhere near possible a couple of weeks ago, but they are still alive. They outlasted the Pelicans, which is extremely impressive. The Pelicans yeah. have been one of, if not the most disappointing teams in the league. They have been absolutely trash this year. So uh and
0: it's they've impressive. had injuries too. They've had injuries too recently, but they've been disappointing throughout the year. And that's another guy, SVG, Stanley Gundy. I think he could be out of a job soon too. But yeah, yeah, definitely should
1: be out of a job very soon because he's been trash this year. <laughs> and I think, uh, I think pretty much everybody's ready for him to be gone. But you know, the Kings again, you know, been very. Uh, Very surprising that they're still in the race right now, but I still think Luke Walton has been a major problem this year. This team has been so on and off throughout the season where they win seven games in a row, lose 14 in a row. (laughs) It was like almost. They just haven't had any consistency whatsoever. Similarly to the Pelicans have had zero consistency. And, you know, it's – I mean, if they make the play in, maybe maybe they'll find a way to sneak themselves in the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to have De'Aaron Fox for it because he's still on COVID – protocol right now so it would have he would have to clear that to be able to play and i don't know if he's going to do that in time so without him they have no chance to with him you know you never know i mean it's it's there's a possibility crazier things have happened than, than the the king's getting the 8c but it's a very very crazy situation that they're still in the race no offense to the spurs
0: though but like um, if the Kings snuck in and Darren Fox is able to play, I mean, what's better than a one game play in where you got Darren Fox dueling against John Morant? I mean, that is just awesome. Two guys who I feel like go under the radar a lot um, in the NBA getting like primetime media coverage. And that'd be great. But um, similar to the Blazers, we're talking the Kings up right now. They're probably going to get plowed by Memphis tonight and they won't make the Make the uh
1: make the plan, but
0: I don't know who holds the tie. I think San Antonio holds the tiebreaker too. I believe I don't know for sure. But, they would have had to win. Um, I know
1: that the the Kings won their last matchup, but I I can vent that right now for a second. If you have anything else to talk about,
0: um, no, I was my I was one question because it, it's possible that the Kings could lose one game as long as they go two and one, and they'd be tied with the Spurs as long as the Spurs lose all three games. Yes, the, the
1: Spurs. Um, uh, the kings hold the tiebreaker against the okay. They won two of three
0: so if the spurs go zero and three and the kings go two and one then i believe the kings would get the tiebreaker and we are able as long as the spurs lose all three which is very possible um the king not, not likely um but it's, it's, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Um, I don't think it is the Kings. I believe are the longest playoff drought in entirety of professional, American professional sports at the moment. Um, and I don't think making the play-in would break that they'd have to actually make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it gives some buzz to Sacramento, which they haven't had in a very, very long time, but I um, actually
1: do not hold the tiebreaker. My apologies. I never I really mind, I <laughs> but they still have a shot. You never know. Yeah. They
0: still got the, that means they got to go three, and know, and
1: the Spurs going to go and three. Um,
0: So we'll just have to have to wait and see, but it should be, it should be entertaining. I definitely was not, if you would have told me, you know, months ago, Hey, you know, Spurs and Kings, you're going to be really invested in these two teams down the stretch. Um, Spurs are another team that we completely trashed. I remember in our previews talking about how boring they were and they've actually been kind of solid throughout the year. So um, yeah, just really looking forward to that. Um, Both the West East play in should be really fun, but um, I think that's it for the topics that we want to do. We want, now we're going to unveil, um our N all NBA teams for this year. Um so Chris, I'll let you go first.
1: Yeah, uh the all NBA teams are extremely difficult. Uh you know, it's it's definitely a, t- a fine line between, you know, these different teams. Uh I thought guard was an extremely hard position to go through. Uh definitely there's gonna be some, some differences in our list. But I'll I'll just start with my first team. I don't know if you wanna alternate. We can just go first team, first team, yeah, second team, second team. All right. So I'll start with my first team. Uh, At center, I have Nikola Jokic. I think this one's pretty easy. He's most likely going to win the MVP, deservedly so. And uh, I think this is pretty much a no-brainer. At forward, though, I have Giannis, which I think is also a no-brainer as well. And then my other one is Jason Tatum because there's a lot of a lot of forwards that maybe have had better seasons than him, but only played you know 40-ish games or so. And I think that. He deserves it over those guys, and he's had a great season despite Celtic struggles. And then at guard, I have the – the I would say the splash bros of the NBA universe, which would be Curry and Dame. I got both of them on the first team. I think both deservedly so. Uh, Dame's carried the Blazers to a potential five seed. has been incredible this season and deserves you know a little bit of MVP love as well. And same with Curry, dragging a miserable roster of the Golden State Warriors to the play-in, potentially even – the playoffs, if they can win a couple games or win a game or two. Uh, You know, we'll, we'll have to see how that works out. But I think both Curry and Dame have played an extremely high level this season and deserve that first team love. That's that's my first team right there. Curry, Dame, Giannis, Tatum, and Jokic. Yeah, so we have
0: three similar guys. Uh, Jokic, the center, Giannis at forward, and then Curry at guard. I feel like those are the three no-brainers. Yeah, Everyone's got them on. Definitely. Um, but then when you get to the forwards, it gets a little more – dicey right you you look at games seasons and some other guys but haven't played any games Um, I'm looking at like Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, KD even Um, and then you got guys like Jason Tatum and the guy who I have on my all-NBA first team at my second forward spot probably going to be a shocker but we did talk about them earlier in the episode he's been on a tear recently maybe this is recency bias I don't care I've always liked this guy even when he was rotting on the Lakers and the Pelicans. People probably don't even remember he was on the Pelicans because that was a one weird one season rental yeah. there. But Julius Randle, I think he's I mean, look at the stats. He's got monster stats. He's played a lot of games. Really for every reason that you said Jason Tatum's on your first team is why I have Julius Randle in my first team. And he the Knicks have also been a better team um than the Celtics too, which I, I I like to take that into account a little bit. Um so that's why I have him there. And then my second guard we kind of trashed this on our last episode um, that basketball hour that we did when uh, Colin Cowherd had this player as his MVP. Um, but I still think he's been a really good player. I still think that the, te- the Suns have been really good. You take into account the intangibles, everything else. I don't think he should be an MVP, um, but I think he's deserving of the All-NBA First Team at least for this year. And that's why I got Chris Paul going on as my second uh, guard. However, Lillard was right. As you'll see in my second team, Lillard was right there, Luca. Maybe even Bradley Beal. Who knows for that? Maybe first team, second guard spot. But ultimately, I, li- I like Chris Paul. I think he's deserving of it. I don't think he should be MVP, like I said. But I think first team is very deserving for him this year.
1: Yeah, um, and and I'll just jump into my second team now to you know kind of talk about some of your guys there. Uh, I have Chris Paul my second team. He was probably the he he was a very he was a tough call for sure. I will take I took Dame over him because I think he's been. He's carried a team a little bit more, but then again, Chris Paul is coming in and turned basically like a play-in-ish team, maybe an eight seed to uh, one of the best teams in the league. So obviously very deserving of some credit here. Has been great this season. I have Luka my second team as well as my other guard, and then I have the combination of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George as my second team forwards. I think both are deserving of these spots. I think especially Paul George playing great this season, and and I really think he's – turned some heads, and and I'm hoping that he can continue that in the playoffs. And then my second-team center, a no-brainer, it's Joel Embiid. Probably could have been the MVP had he not missed that time. I, I think he's actually had the better season of him and Jokic, personally. That's just my opinion. I think he's been awesome this season. But he had those games he missed, so I'm going to give it to Jokic as the MVP and the first-team guy. But that's my second team right there. Chris Paul, Luca, Kawhi, George, and Embiid.
0: So, again – very similar. Uh, Joel Embiid I have as my second-team center. I got Kawhi as uh, my first second-team forward. Um, he was the guy I was going to put the first team, but he's just missed, like, 20 games. So Even though his stats are really... And his stats are good, but they're not as... They're pretty comparable to, like, Tatum and Julius Randle and other guys who played more games. Like I kind of alluded to with my first team, I have him on my second-team um, as the second-forward spot. And then I have Luka on the as a guard, and then I have Dame as a guard as well, like I alluded to earlier. But I think... Curry, like I said, I think Curry's the first-team guard, but I think Luca, Lillard, Chris Paul, I think whatever order you want, one of them is going to be on the first team. Pretty equal. Um, but, yeah, and Paul Gertrudeau, I almost had him, as you will see in a second, um, I almost had him on my second team as well because he's had a really, really nice season. Um, again, I think it's kind of gone under, under the radar a little bit. The Clippers as a whole have gone under the radar. I yes, it like. have. They're, Last year with all their drama and everything, um, this year they're kind of just going to work, and they're, they're a really, really good team. But um, yeah. I'll let you – so my second team, real quick, Embiid, Kawhi, Tatum, Luka, Dame. So um, I'll let you get into your third
1: team, though. Yeah, um, on my third team I have James Harden, which probably would have been on the second team if, had he not missed so much time. I have Bradley Beal as well, who – it was tough to have him so far down on the list with all of his scoring accolades this season, but there's just – Better, better guards. That's how it goes, man. Yeah. And then uh, I have LeBron James on my third team as well. Uh, even despite the missed time, I think he deserves some love for how he played before that. I have and I want to put this guy higher. I got Julius Randle on the third team as well. Had a great season. Deserves most improved player. Maybe should be on that second team over Kawhi, potentially. Maybe even deserves some first-team love as well. And then my center could come to a little bit as a little bit of a shock because I think there's another guy that you might mention. But I have Bam out of bio there. I think he's had a great season. Really turned it up lately. He's averaging 19 a game with his with nine rebounds, five assists. I think he's deserves some Defensive Player of the Year candidate – or some love in that regard as well. And like I said, I you kind of made a face when I said him, uh, I'm wondering to see if you have this other guy that is probably the clear defensive player of the year going to win it. But I have bam over him. I think I just, I don't know. I think he's had a great season and it's going on the radar as well. He's, he's really been good this year.
0: Yeah. Bam has, uh, I don't, th- I don't think it's a bad take. Um, I think I, I do have Rudy Gobert. Um, I, I think the jazz have been so good. Um, and he's been so good defensively. I think Gobert is a big reason for that. Mitchell's also lost some games. I think you can have a jazz guy on here. Um, and I think Gobert and Adebayo, they're pretty similar. Um, so I gave it to Gobert. But Bam, if people have Bam there too, it's not not the end of the world. Um, and then I also have Bradley Beal as my first guard. Um, and then I have Paul George as my first forward on my third team. As I alluded to, he could also be on the second team. You can make argument there. And then maybe just to a surprise... Um, But I think LeBron has just missed too many games. He's missed, like, 40 games, I think. Um, I think if you're putting him on there, I think a guy Durant should be on there as well. Um, So that's why I just decided neither of those guys should be on here. Different Miami Heat player, Mr. Jimmy Butler. Again, another guy like Bam who's really heated up here at the right time, no pun intended. Um, And a little recency bias, but he's actually played a lot of games, has really good stats. um, And I think he's just... Um, and then I got Bradley Beal as my guard. And then again, maybe a somewhat surprise. Um, I looked, I thought about James Harden. I thought about Kyrie Irving, both of them, in my opinion, though, have just missed too many games. I think you got to play at least 50 to make one of these game, one of these teams. I think both those guys have played less than 40. Um, so I'm going with a guy who we trash on this, episode, this show all the time. And it's Trey young. I think he's carried the Hawks. Wow. Um, and he's, he's definitely improved um, a lot um, for all the deficiencies that we mentioned earlier in the year. Um, and I think he's deserving of a spot on the, on the All-NBA 13. Is he going to get it? Probably not. It's probably going to go to a guy like Harden, um, maybe even Kyrie. Who knows? Drew Holiday, Devin Booker, other good, other good guards that you can make an argument there. But um, that final guard spot was the hardest thing for me to figure out. Um, so I, and I ultimately decided to give it to Trey Young just because we trash on him all the time, and he's actually been playing pretty well recently. So my my final team was uh, – third team was Gobert, PG, Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal, and Trey
1: Young. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. Trey Young has played well, and, and the Hawks maybe deserve a little bit of love. But it has been tough. I, I also had a really tough time with that that guard spot because I had Russ on there as well. I think he mm-hmm. he honestly deserved it, some yeah. love in that regard as well. And then also Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell did, or, or Harden didn't get hurt. Both of them probably would have been on –
0: yeah, you know, yeah, you know, agree. Mitchell
1: would have been on my third team at least, and then Harden most likely would have moved up to my second team had he not gotten injured. So, uh, so I think Harden could have be... even
0: been on the first team with Curry yeah, uh, potentially. Had yeah, had
1: he not yeah. gone down with the injury, I think I think yeah. you're right on that. Uh, so uh, definitely, I, I I don't have any major disagreements with you. I, I do think LeBron probably deserves to be on there. He's definitely played more than KD. I don't think he's missed quite as much time as you said. I think you said like 40 games. He hasn't missed that much time. I think it's more about like 20, 25 games. Whereas it feels like KD's only played in like 10 games all year to me. And maybe that's just – maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's how it feels. It feels like a pretty big difference between how how many games those two have played. But I don't really have any other big gripes that you're listening. Trey Young was a little bit of a surprise, but at the same time is a guy that I've constantly underrated. And it's nice to see him getting a little bit of love because he has been playing very good this season. And I think it's gone a little bit under the radar because his career, he's been, you know, I've considered him as an overrated player just because he hasn't played any defense. But I feel like he's he's really played well this season. And it's it showed why the record's improved I think he's taken a step forward in a lot of areas.
0: Yeah, I, so I just looked up really quick um, the difference in games played between LeBron and KD. Um, so the LeBron's played, 10, KD's played thirty-three. LeBron's played forty-three. So, so it's pretty close, cool,
1: yeah, yeah. I guess you you were you were um, pretty on that actually. It was it's not that big, but yeah.
0: Yeah, there's 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 still a difference though. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think LeBron, because he's LeBron, he's probably going to make it. I mean, he's another guy. Had he not gotten hurt, he probably would have won the MVP. I mean, that he was him, Jokic, and Embiid. Um, so it sucks to – but I, I feel like LeBron, I, he's got so many accolades. And you should you should think about this when you're making your All-NBA teams, but um, he's probably not going to be too hurt, hurt about not making an All-NBA third team. Um, so uh, – but yeah, he'll probably still maybe sneak on there. Who knows? But um, yeah, I, I think uh, – I was a little worried going into this uh, to see how di- maybe different our uh, our all NBA teams were, um, but uh, they actually were pretty equal. I think uh, we had maybe different orders, but we had for the most part the same collection of players. Um, I think I had Butler and Trey um, and Gobert, and then you had Bam,
1: uh, LeBron,
0: Bam, LeBron, and Harden. Yeah, yeah, as the only and those are the only three. Every every other player we had the same players. It was just different teams or different order so right um, yeah we'll probably be wrong um but i think we'll probably get most of them right this isn't like uh isn't like our nfl pick them or other things where it's more kind of just you're kind of just going in blind this i feel like is a little more you can you can make a decision a little more easily but um we'll have to wait and see um do you have anything else you want to talk about with uh, i don't know anything you're looking forward to or playing with or some of the NBA teams or anything anything else mm-hmm.
1: I'm just very much looking forward to these last few games down the stretch. I think there's a lot of matchups with a lot left to be determined. So I, I'm just excited to see these playoff matchups. We can start start really talking about those playoffs because I think it's going to be one of the best playoffs in, in our lifetime at least. Yeah.
0: yeah, it should be. I mean, with the play-in as well as all the there's not a clear favorite um, I know a lot of people have the Nets, but the Nets are banged up. A lot of people, have the Lakers, the Lakers are banged up and the Lakers are probably going to be a low seed. probably going to be in the play-in maybe even. So it should be really, really fun to watch. Um, Go Kings go too. Um by the time this episode goes out again, the Kings will probably be eliminated, but Hey, I'll be watching that game tonight. Hopefully they, they sneak in a, uh, sneak in a victory and make things interesting there out West, but uh, that'll do it for this episode. Um, once again, we are the zone defense podcast. Um, Chris and I will try and do these um, weekly now um, as we get near the playoff. Well, we might do a playoff preview um, or a play-in preview um, as well as kind of just giving recaps of, of the different playoff series and, if, and previews of the, the following rounds as we move forward uh, closer to the finals. Um, so make sure you check all those out. Um, we also do NFL stuff. The NFL draft is in the rearview mirror, but we still have a bunch of off-season content. Um, like fantasy football rankings fantasy football mock drafts as well as team previews for the 2021 season um, so make, make sure you subscribe on youtube also on spotify and twitter at zone defense pod and search us on apple podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss any of that great content uh, be sure to smash that like button and drop a comment down below like i said at the top let us know who you have on your all nba teams um, let us know who you think is going to make it out of the play-in who you got going to the nba finals Um, or how you thought about the Knicks this season, really anything that we talked about this episode, um, just leave a comment down below. We love reading your comments, and we try to respond to them as quickly as we can. Uh, But i will do it for this episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.
1: Peace.